Hi, I'm Suzanne and your host for the IEEE EMC Society podcast, the podcast to discuss interesting topics on electromagnetic compatibility to our technical community. In this issue, we will talk with Andreas Bachanski, who will speak about simulation in EMC. Hi, Andreas. Hi, hello, Susanne. Andreas, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners? Who are you with and what's your background? Sure. So I work as a senior industry process consultant at Dassault System Simulia brand. So we are responsible for electromagnetic simulation and I'm leading a small team of EDA and EMC experts dealing with all topics about the simulation of electronic system mostly. So my background is actually in the numerical mathematics uh, field computation. So I did a PhD on electromagnetic field computation at the Technical University in Darmstadt. And after my PhD, I have joined CSD, which become a part of the Source System Simulia. That's where I still am working. That was in 2007, started as an application engineer dealing a lot with RF simulation, simulation of antenna and filters. But over the time, I shifted the topic towards EMC and became, let's say, one of the experts at the Soul System for EMC simulation. Mm -hmm. Wow, cool. So what do you do there? And so we are working on, let's say, all topics related to EMC simulation, somehow at the interface between customers and R&D. So on the one hand side, of course, we, we want to demonstrate to, to customers how to efficiently use simulation tools for EMC. So that means finding the right workflows, um, showing how how a system can be modeled in order to get the right answers for EMC. But on the other hand, of course, I, want, I also take the feedback from the customers and present it to R&D to make sure that the workflows get, get improved, get optimized, that the performance of EMC simulation uh, is, is getting better. So that's a very interesting job. and. Fortunately, my assignment is worldwide, so I get to deal really with, with customers all around the globe, which I, I really enjoy to do. I imagine that sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> but can be, of course, hard work. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, too. Andreas, uh, you have been speaker and participant of the Joint International EMC and uh, CIPI and uh, EMC Europe Symposium in 2021. Could you please share some of your insights for those who have not been able to attend the Automotive EMC Joint Tutorial and Workshop? You as well participated as a speaker. So I, I of course, always look at the, such a conference from the from the simulation point of view. So maybe um, before talking about the, the workshop itself, I, I always what I always do with the EMC conference, I really go through all the technical papers that I see and I check how is simulation used in the EMC community because I think it's very interesting to see what what is the level of usage. So fortunately, I see like that the usage of simulation has has increased a lot so i counted really out of the 250 papers during the emc conference to have a, about maybe 50 to 60 using full wave simulation which is i think a, a nice step ahead when compared maybe to the to 15 years ago and that's that's a good thing 
that, that I like very much because I can see that there is a really meaningful usage of the of the simulation in the EMC community, which I think traditionally was rather measurement oriented. So that's I think it's a very very nice progress. And now talking about the automotive EMC, so um, I think what we need to do in 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 terms I mean what what's the first point is about what do the simulation vendors actually do for automotive EMC and I think you know there are many really good tools on the market which which users can choose from and there there are also tools which cover a lot of different uh, simulation techniques but our main message or our main job as a simulation vendor will become to make sure that people can use these tools very efficiently so that they know how to model a complex system which EMC you often deal with very complex systems how to model them how to put the necessary information into a simulation model and obtain results which are really meaningful to the user I think this is something where where all the simulation vendors need to work together and create um, create materials and show the EMC community how to use the simulation because of course mm, and many times a user of the simulation he would like to reproduce a measurement so he's looking into into simulation being a tool to predict measurement results which is fine which is in the end of course what is needed for the certification but that should not be the only way how the simulation is used so we should use the simulation also to in in a way that it helps to understand uh, a particular problem and this is something that I have tried to do in my contribution during the automotive workshop mm-hmm. so I yes I was speaking about the simulation of, of high voltage cables basically the cables in an electric vehicle which go from the uh, from the inverter to the to the motors which carry a, a high AC current which obviously can lead to EMC problems and was that was actually I mean the project started with with some requests from from automotive OEMs where they were asking mm, what is the I mean there is of course the need to regulate the magnetic field emission also in terms of human safety and the request which the which the potential customer came to us he was asking you know can you calculate what are the magnetic fields generated uh, at these frequencies and can you compare them to to the ICNIP standard which is the the typical way how to compare uh, how to estimate the human body exposure and we started working on this and it's n- from the simulation it's not not that simple because at, at this low frequencies you know the magnetic field can penetrate uh, a metallic material and it really comes down to calculate exactly how much does it penetrate so at higher frequencies you can typically assume uh, a very good shielding of, of uh, even a tin metallic plate while at lower frequencies this is not possible so it was a challenging project and um, I started working on it and I found many interesting results to see really actually how you can use the simulation to to visualize to understand also why 
why the shielding is behavior behaving as as it does so how do different materials uh, the, how do different materials like a conductive material like a magnetic material how do they perform shielding what is happening to the fields that's i think a very nice output of the simulation because the visualization of the fields allows you to understand what is physically happening which might not be a straightforward result from a measurement and also things like why does a cable shield need to have a very low bonding impedance in order to shield the magnetic field all this let's say well-known points for, for somebody who's trying to shield fields they could be excellently visualized by using the simulation so I was quite happy with the outcome and, and the content of, of, of this particular topic. Mm -hmm. And I see it's quite helpful as well for the industry in applying then EMC shielding of different materials with different factors. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Andreas, for talking about the challenges with EMC simulation and as well talking about one of your la latest project in EMC shielding. In retrospect of the conference, uh, what has been your perception and what has been something in particular you liked? I mean, of course, these conferences are always a highlight and now bring together the EMC Europe and the IEEE conference results, you know, in a lot of very good quality papers and seeing it that there is, you know, a lot of progress where researchers try to understand what are the main challenges in EMC and also how to mitigate them, maybe looking even for new solutions. I think that's a very positive trend there. Yeah, as you mentioned as well in your introduction, so simulation is always a hot topic. And if you listeners wish to learn more and uh, dive deeper into the theme check out the workshop of Andreas uh, that will be found in the symposium proceedings. Returning back to you, Andreas, can you give a brief outlook to your near future? What interesting projects are in your pipeline? I mean, of course, we, we always try to push the boundaries of the simulation. And one of the big topics currently, of course, are, I mean, um, adding to, to the topic of the high voltage cables, of course, the whole EMC of electric vehicles. I think it's a very hot topic where a lot of research is done. Also in the industry, you know, some very new concepts come up where, with the, how a full, full vehicle is, uh, how the system of a full vehicle is done with battery, inverter and motors. And this is one of the hot topics. And there, what I currently see is Of course, increasing the accuracy of the simulation, seeing um, that's not necessarily like using a different tool, but really understanding which parts of the system needs to be modeled at which detail level in order to predict the EMC at a certain uh, with a certain accuracy. And one of the big topics here is actually how do motors behave in terms of EMC because the simulation of a motor is quite challenging. You have many very densely packed windings, so that's difficult to mesh. You have also the lamination in the ferrite material of a motor. There's a very small details that needs to be included. And 
being able to predict the behavior of the motor in terms of EMC, because typically when a motor design is designed, it's designed for the operating frequencies. It's designed for several kilohertz, maybe where at which the motor is operating. It's designed in terms of efficiency of the motor. Of course, that's always what comes first. But when we talk about the behavior of a, EM, of a motor in terms of EMC, we have to go to a much higher frequencies, typically maybe a few hundred of megahertz. And being able to simulate and predict the EMC behavior of a motor is one, one of the big projects for the future. We have already started with this, but now, of course, we would like to put in all together the motor, the power electronics and the cabling in order to predict the whole system behavior. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's super. What do you think are the challenges for EMC experts in the future? So I, I see very positive things in the community. I think uh, a lot of, let's say, large organizations, large companies, they have already implemented EMC-aware design. So this needs to, of course, propagate to the smaller companies that they understand that design, that EMC is an integral part of the design. It's not something that comes separated after the design has been finished. So I think there's already very nice trends. And in terms of simulation, again, we, we need to show how to use the simulation in the design process and how to create meaningful models. I think that's really the biggest challenge. I mean, some years ago, everybody was talking about solvers and the different methods to use a time domain, a frequency domain method, maybe a method of moment. But I don't think that this is nowadays the main challenge. It's really how to put the information I have about a system into a model in order to create accurate results. I think this is something, this is a big challenge and there needs to be some new materials, some teachings to the community about, about these topics. Mm -hmm. One last question. What are you in particular looking forward to? I mean, on a very long time scale, I'm really looking forward when simulation might also be used for the certification of products. So probably some people now will scream saying this, uh, hearing me saying this, but as an example, the SAR for the specific absorption range of mobile phones, the certification can be already done inside the software. So they are, they are standards that define this. Um, maybe on a longer time scale, probably hopefully before I retire, so maybe something <laughs> like 15 to 20 years, we might be able to do this also in terms of, of really EMC uh, certification. I think that would be, you know, uh, a really exciting time when, when we can really arrive at this point. I think there's still a lot of work to do, but I think that for we might start with a limited group of problems or with a limited group of uh, of products which allow this of course it will ne probably not be always possible but you know you never find out if you don't don't try and start working on these topics uh, yeah so true and you have as well a goal to go for right exactly a goal to achieve yes <laughs> <laughs> Andreas, thank you very much for being my guest today, sharing your insights about the challenges of simulation in EMC 
And if you wish to learn more about EMC and get the latest input from science and the industry, stay tuned and sign up for the next episode of the IEEE EMC Society podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you, Andreas.